I understand we have Senator Sullivan from Alaska. Right. It goes exactly with what you're saying, because the Biden administration wants us to buy those electric cars. But because we see these high gas prices, U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska. Alaska's got plenty of oil. And we just saw this uh, Fed rate hike is def- looks like it's going to put us into a recession. How how are you, Senator Dan Sullivan? Hey, you guys. John, Lydia, great. Great to be Senator, back on the show. My I, favorite been, show. It's great to be on the program again. Thank you. I've been talking about you all day. I started at 6 o'clock in the morning on Fox News and then at, at 4 <laughs> o'clock uh, on Fox Business. And uh, we were telling the whole world how you guys have all the oil in the world. You have a 2 million barrel uh, a day uh, uh, pipeline. And you're only shipping, what, 375, 400? Yep. We're, we're down to about, I think it's uh, close to 500, uh, John. But, you know, at one point, get this, at one point the Alaska pipeline was supplying 2.2 million barrels a day for our thirsty nation. Think about that. That's bigger than any Saudi pipeline, right? That is massive and, American and energy. We, and, and, and we, we still own have it. billions of we still have billions of barrels of oil, conventional oil in Alaska and trillions and trillions of cubic feet of natural gas. This is American energy produced by American workers for the American people and Joe Biden and John Kerry got their boot on our neck in Alaska. It's not just hurting my constituents. It's hurting the whole damn country. And and the alternative to that is to raise interest rates and that's going to wipe out the rest of the country. Well, I just think with regard to what's happening in terms of inflation, you know, the middle class working class of America is getting crushed and they are getting crushed in a, Huge driver of this spike in inflation, 40-year high, has been their disastrous war on American energy. As you know, John, as we've talked about before, when from day one, the Biden administration, the president, by the way, there's this great clip of all the promises Biden made when he was a candidate. It's all about, I'm going to stop energy, I'm going to kill fracking, I'm going to make sure no more oil and gas. I mean, the guy said it like 50 times. It's the one thing he's actually kept his word on. Day one, shutting down Anwar. Day one, shutting down Keystone. Day one, going to Wall Street saying, don't invest in American energy. And now what are they doing? They're literally going hat in hand, begging dictators, the terrorists in Iran, uh, the dictators in Venezuela and Saudi Arabia, for oil. We can produce oil right here in the good old United States of America, especially in my state. You're absolutely right. And, and in the studio here with us last week was the, the premier of Saskatchewan. You got it. And a couple of weeks before that, the, uh, the people from Alberta, Canada, and they got a, a zillion barrels of oil that they want to ship to the United States. But why are we putting... Why are we putting the United States and Canada in handcuffs and making the rest of the world rich? The White House just said a short time ago, by the way, Senator Sullivan and John Katzmatidis, that we don't need to drill more. That's not the solution here to lower energy prices. They literally just said that. What do you, what's your reaction? Well, look, we had uh, – John, first of all, I, when I was on your show last, we talked a lot about your, to exactly your point. It's not just – American energy. It's North American energy. Yep. We, we have this great relationship with Canada, by the way, back and forth in terms of energy flows and electricity flows. It's the most powerful energy block in the world. If our own federal government 
would unleash it. But I will tell you this with regard to what they're talking about drilling. I had the Secretary of Energy in front of the Armed Services Committee about three weeks ago. She looked at the members, said, we're doing everything we can to increase energy production, oil and gas. She said that. And I, I said, Madam, Madam Secretary, with all due respect, that is just fundamentally not true. Let me give you three examples in the last three weeks. And they were the Biden administration came out and said the National Petroleum Reserve of Alaska, that's bi- as big as Indiana, it's not even controversial, set aside over 70 years ago for oil and gas development, the most prolific reservoir probably in the world. When people explore there, they find billion barrel fields. They came out and said, we're going to take half of that off the table for exploration. That was number one. Then number two, again, about uh, five weeks ago now, they canceled what's called the Cook Inlet lease sale. Cook Inlet is another big oil and gas basin in Alaska. The feds have a lease sale there. They canceled it with no warning. They said, nope, we're not going to do any leases. And then number three, you may have seen, and I think John Kerry is the culprit behind this, the White House put out new NEPA rules, you know, new rules for the uh, uh, abiding by the ability to build infrastructure, particularly energy infrastructure. And everybody saw the rules and said, well, these are clearly meant to delay the building of energy infrastructure. Those were three things in three weeks that this administration just recently did. I pressed the Secretary of Energy on it, and to be honest, she didn't have a clue. I mean, this is really, really pathetic, and uh, it's really hurting our citizens. Senator, it's it's Richard Weinberg. How are you? Hey, Richard. How are you, Judge? Good. I want to ask you this question. You just introduced legislation last month. It's called the Investor Democracy uh, Bill, and it has to do with the passive investing being controlled by these big index funds and how they're voting, and they're voting woke and they're voting left-wing policies. Could you explain that, please? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we had a hearing on my bill in front of the banking committee this week, and a lot of really strong Republican senators, Senator Toomey, uh, Senator Crapo, really good group, our co-sponsors. I've tried to get some Dems. Believe me, some of them are actually interested, and it goes to your uh, point, Richard, when you look at, just for example, the three biggest passive investor funds that manage these index funds, that's State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. Here's the numbers. The numbers are unbelievable. They manage over $20 trillion in assets. They are the majority shareholder in over 90% of the S&P 500. In last year, cast approximately 25% of all votes in public company shareholder meetings. That is massive power. And they use that power, as you say, in many ways to drive far-left policies through corporate governance that they can't get done in the political system here in Washington, D.C. And so my bill says, wait a minute, these these massive firms, they're actually not even the beneficial owner of the shares. They don't really own the shares. It's a quirk in the law that gives them the right to vote. Let's give the power to vote these shares 
back to the beneficial owners, not the index fund managers. And this is getting a lot of attention because people are seeing that this massive market distortion and power that they have is now being used to drive a far-left political agenda that they have no expertise in, and they shouldn't be voting these shares. So it's public I'm policy. That my, I'm, I'm confident that my bill is going to pass here soon, particularly if the Republicans take control of the House and Senate in November. It's public policy driven without real representation. Absolutely. Who made the, the CEOs of these companies king? Now, look, I always say, hey, in some ways, this is a matter of their success. A lot of people like these index funds. It gives you market diversification. It's very low fees. So in many ways, that's a positive thing. But they should not be able to vote these shares as if they own them. And especially, they shouldn't be able to vote these shares in a way that drives corporate governance far to the left. And they say, well, that's what the shareholders want. Baloney. 65% of Americans want to produce more American energy. That's a recent poll. These companies are telling the American energy companies, don't um, invest in American energy. And I'll tell you, uh, Richard, the way that I got involved with this, there have been so many Wall Street financial institutions, banks, insurance companies, who have made these great declarations that they're, quote, no, gonna, no longer going to invest in America's Arctic in terms of energy projects. Well, those are my constituents. Wait, why are you blackballing Alaska yes, in terms I mean, of Arctic crazy. energy? And, and, and when, one of the major when, banks I, I had lunch at uh, last week on, on Friday uh, started, uh, put an executive vice president on, ready, to make sure they, they lend less money to to uh, fossil fuel companies. Yeah, I mean, I mean you I know, mean, I mean, this John, is, it's crazy. You, know, you know, this is an attack on America in many directions. Well, look, the one thing that I've said, to, and I've, trust me, I've met with all these CEOs and I have very frank discussions with them, but I say, look, why are you guys blackballing my state, my workers? Alaska has been producing American energy with great American energy workers for decades. And it's what the country needs. You now announce your black ball in Alaska, but you have no problem propping up the Chinese Communist Party with all your investments in China? Like, whose crazy, side are you crazy. guys on, man? I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Sandra Sullivan, we'll catch up again real soon, but thank you for speaking out and keep speaking out and yelling out and let the Americans know that we have to make a difference this November. Because if we don't make a difference this November, I'm worried about our country. Thank you, John. You, uh, the same to you. I love being on the program, and keep up the great work, all of you. It's uh, really great that you're highlighting these critical issues that, by the way, I think 95% of Americans, with the exception of John Kerry and Gina McCarthy, agree with. So I agree. Uh, we're going to win. God bless America.